What is up, everyone? Thanks for joining and hanging out with us uh, to talk about the UFC 263 card that just happened. And, uh, you know, the boys are back. Josh, welcome back, man. And uh, one thing I want to uh, stress to everyone, there is a number scrolling across the bottom. Call that number. We will pick up. I promise you we will talk with you. Let's digest this card together because uh, lots of implications on this card. And if if you're not a fan of the decision... It wasn't a night for you. If you're a fan of fights in general, whether decision, knockout, submission, whatever it is, then you had a great night of fights. And, um, you know, overall, I think that this card, it, it was a little anticlimactic, but there was just so many, so many things uh, to take away from the card as a whole. And uh, listen, I made, I made money, pretty good money all, by complete accident, all due to Brendan Moreno. So my night is, is, set i thought it was going to be paul craig that you won money on well yeah i picked paul craig by sub and for some reason i see that's right it should have been a sub though it was bullshit like it should have been a sub win i mean because my thing is you had his arm was flapping like this three times that's a tap and then also it looked like jamal hill tapped like at one point it looked like he tapped and the ref just didn't see it so I was a little pissed by that, but you know, whatever. Paul Craig's a savage, though. And Jamal Hill, that was what, this year between the leg break of Chris Weidman and the arm snapping. God, a year of just gross things happening. They said later on in the broadcast, it was like it was a dislocation of the elbow. He didn't break his arm. But yeah, I don't know why he would offer to go to the ground with Paul Craig because he did opt for it. And then it ended up being a terrible terrible decision for jamal hill yeah and that's his first loss but he only had he only had eight win or eight fights in his career or i guess nine the one no contest so um i that kind of that's kind of why i saw that fight going the way it did um basically just because of the experience factor paul craig's been in there so many more times than jamal hill and a lot of times you see things like that and a lot of times it's okay the guy with the more experience tends to win those fights and i think jamal hill is going to be very good but you know only nine fights and you're in the ufc fighting someone who's been in there with a lot of guys that's a tough task especially someone with the ground ability like paul craig yeah i don't get mad at decisions as much there was a lot of split decisions there was a lot of unanimous decisions tonight but when you're in there in the octagon with someone who is as equally as good as you that's going to happen because the matchups tonight were were insane. The, yeah. the matchups tonight were really good. You you go to Eve Loeb, you go to even Lauren Murphy and Calderwood, like split decisions, Eric Anders running it back. Crazy night of matchups, so I wasn't mad. And even the main event went to decision. Moreno was, was pretty surprising, I guess, to a lot of people that he was able to finish. Yeah, um, my, my last point before we get to the, the main event and then we'll work our way back, Eric Anders needs to move back to 185. Every time I see that, and I love Eric Anders. Those of you that are on our channel know that Eric Anders has been on our show. He's a great guy. He just looks way better at 185. The power is better. He, he see, I know the weight cut probably sucks. He's told us many times he hates cutting weight. He's a guy that loves to eat, and I get it, but yeah. he it just didn't. He just looks slower and just doesn't do much at 205. It's he does much much better at 185. The power is better. 
We saw the difference. We saw the difference in the first fight against Darren Seward to this one. He tended to gas a little bit quicker and just, I mean, it, it was uh, for me, I think Eric Anders is a better 185er and the thing, but he's getting older and I get it. The weight cut sucks. That's just me personally. I would like to see him back at 185. Yeah, I feel like Darren Stewart, the quality of, of, of opponents that he's fought is really good. He's fought in like Julian Marquez and Eric Anders twice, not to mention a lot of other, other people in the middleweight division. I feel like Eric Anders is finally putting it together, that athlete style. He's looking better. This fight was at 205, which was a, a surprise to a lot of people. But I, I think he looked good tonight. He wasn't able to get the finish, but I did not expect him to win that fight. Like, truthfully, yeah. didn't didn't expect it. So I was impressed regardless because he got the, got the win. Yeah, but I want to move to the main event now, and uh, and then we'll work our way backwards. Um, but so we had Izzy uh, Marvin Vittori. I think a lot of us kind of saw it going this way. Um, Vittori is. I was impressed with two things from Vittori. His cardio was there the whole time, and the the ability to to wear the leg kicks. And I think he showed he belongs where he's at. I think three, four, five, perfect spot for him. I think he gives a lot of guys fits in the division. His chin is very good. Um, he hit Izzy a couple times, but. Um, the other thing is Vittori prior to this, when he fought Jack Hermanson and when he fought Kevin Holland, he got hit quite a bit. Um, even though he won those fights, he still got hit a lot. And I didn't, I feel like he really didn't get hit all that much in this fight against a guy who is a sniper like Izzy. I feel like I was expecting him to get hit more. And I feel like he got hit more in the Kevin Holland fight than he did in this fight. If minus the leg kicks, he wore a lot of leg kicks, um, and this is a fight. This is Izzy. And, you know, people, Izzy does one of two things. He either puts you away with volume or he just fights smart, stays on the outside, and becomes a decision win. Yeah. It's, it's, never, it's never one or the other, um, or it's never, it's never something out of the ordinary. That's what you're going to get, one or the other. And uh, I, I really like Izzy. Um, and I think you saw the difference tonight, too, at 85. The dude was a bit able to stuff the takedowns, or if he got taken down, was able to flip the switch real quick and get back up on his feet where at 205 he wasn't able to do. Uh, Nico says if Vittori genuinely thought he won or Rafael Cordero may make him want to smack him around. May, I think he meant to say may want to smack him around a little bit. Yeah, I, a little I think Rafael Cordero was ready to smack him around between each round. He was not didn't seem too happy with the way uh, Vittori was performing. What I saw was, you know, Paulo Costa was his last 185 opponent. Paulo Costa didn't respect his power, and so he hit him with the head kick. And Vittori respected the head kick from Adesanya, so he was willing to take the leg kick all five rounds. And he did take it all five rounds. He He's able to take any leg kick from any 85-er all five rounds, but Adesanya was, was able to just outsmart him. He held too much stock in the takedown. He thought he could get Adesanya to the ground when, in actuality, he could not. So... Adesanya ended up just dominating. That's why you saw the 50-45, I think, is Adesanya. Uh, no one can hold his his jockstrap, per se, at 85. No one can no one can fucking touch Adesanya at 85. Maybe Whitaker can. I think I Whitaker is going to be I don't tough. Know. It's going to be a good fight. That's what I'm excited for. That's what we were expecting tonight is Adesanya getting past Vittori so we can have that fight between Whitaker and Adesanya because that, that – even though he finished him in dominating fashion, I feel like everyone feels like, and even in the MMA community, everyone feels like that it's going to be much more competitive for some reason. And I, 
I agree. I, I think it's you have to see. You have to understand Whitaker's that first fight against Izzy came back from a two year layoff from the leg, his a severe leg injury. Um, and, and I think ring rust was a real thing in that fight. Now that's not discrediting Izzy at all. I think Izzy put on one of the best performances we've ever seen from him in that fight. So I'm not trying to discredit him at all, but I think that a lot of that had to play, you know, Whitaker's layoff had to play into that fight. And we've seen now Whitaker has flipped the switch and he almost seems like he's a different fighter. He's utilizing the takedowns now, which you saw Izzy's style change when he fought, when he fought against Costa, he wasn't scared to stay in the center of the octagon and, and piece Costa up. This fight against Vittori, he's on the cage the whole time because he has to think about the takedown. If he gets pushed up against the fence, it's almost easier to defend it then rather than be in the middle of the octagon. I think that that plays in Whitaker's favor a little bit, especially because Whitaker is a better striker than Vittori. He's a, you know what I mean? So I think that that's where it gives Izzy fits. Izzy doesn't really get hit too much. Like, I think that the the flurries that Vittori was throwing were more deceiving than what was really happening. I think a lot of people thought that Izzy was getting hit. Izzy just fights with his hands down and kind of rolls with the punches, which at times can look bad or look scary, but I never once really saw Izzy get hit real, real well. And I think that that's, um, that's the difference between Izzy and Whitaker is the movement and the ability to evade. I think I think Izzy's defensive boxing is incredible, and I think that's what a lot of people love about him. But I do think the second fight is a tougher, closer fight than the first one. Um, I still think I have to ride with Izzy. Uh, I just think at 185, Izzy right now is really hard to bet against. Um, I think if, if Whitaker's plus money and plus money by like a finish or a decision, I'm taking it for money purposes. But from pick purposes, I think I would go Izzy in that fight. But I think it's a closer fight than the first one. Most definitely. It's what we wanted at 185. Whitaker is, it was a great champion, dominant champion. Adesanya might be one of the greatest ever, so you, you just kind of match him up now. Yeah, he's definitely on the verge of being one of the greatest, if not the greatest middleweight of all time. Um, <clears throat> the other, so we go to the, we go to, I don't know if you have anything else. I don't know where Vittori goes from here. Um, you know, maybe Paulo Costa, if he ever comes back, who knows? I, I Listen, I, I don't dislike Vittori. Um, he's just, to me, he's not a good enough striker, and he's obviously not that great of a wrestler. He's he's good enough to get you down, but you got to be able to hold him down. And I thought that I thought that personally, if Vittori was going to get this fight to the ground, which he did on a couple of occasions, I thought he was going to be able to hold Izzy there more. Um, he's he's dude stacked. He's a massive looking dude. I thought he'd be able to keep uh, keep um, at Izzy on his back, and he didn't at all. Like Izzy easily switched positions, easily got out. Uh, from from the cage, everything like that. So um, I don't know where Vittori goes from here. I think he's good. I think he. I think where his rank is now is perfect. I just don't know if he ever ever gets to that next tier. There's just he's his striking isn't good enough, and his wrestling is obviously not good enough to hold guys like Izzy on the on the ground. Most definitely, it's just Izzy showed a different ground game tonight than he did against Jan, and that yeah, he shows that he can hold his own on the ground against any middleweight pretty much in the division maybe even rob too yeah i agree um but then we get to the co-main man and this is this is the story of the night this is the this is the story everyone's talking about and uh listen there aren't many times that i've gotten goosebumps watching watching mma all right yeah. i love the ufc but there's there's moments like you have connor the knockout of of jose aldo when he called it like one of the greatest moments ever you have 
just earlier this year, the, the Thug Rose knockout of Zhang Wei Li and how emotional that was. But then you have this, and this tops it all for me. This is the this is to me one of the greatest stories of all time. You have uh Brennan Moreno cut from the UFC in a division that really seemed like it was left for dead. Like this once Cejudo or Cejudo was running through this division, it was Mighty Mouse for a long time, then it was Cejudo. And it's like this division's going. Everyone, all the 125ers are going. And then we, you know, Cejudo leaves. And I almost think that was a blessing in disguise because the competition just got closer. You know, Cejudo was almost level one and everyone else is level two, right? And then Cejudo leaves and now everyone just seems to be so close. Then you get someone, Brennan Moreno, a guy that was cut, comes back, fights, has one of the fights of his life against uh, Davison Figueredo and myself included thinks the second time Davison Figueroa fights Brandon Moreno, he is going to wipe the floor with him. He's a guy that throughout his career has made adjustments. Um, he's massive for the division. And, you know, I, in my opinion, I'm thinking Davison Figueroa made all the reads. He's going to be better. Never once did I say, and shame on me. Never once did I say that Brandon Moreno made adjustments and he got better and he did. Uh, and this was a tough fight. It, any fight for Figueredo, he cannot walk down his opponent and put him away is a tough fight for him. And he wasn't able to do it the first time. And he really wasn't able to do it the second time. He got rocked in round one, almost got finished. Um, and then round two, man, just the, the choke, the sub, which I don't even know what the freaking money line was on or what the betting odds were on that. I got, I ended up accidentally betting. Brennan Moreno winning in under two and a half rounds, and it hit by five seconds. It was a complete accident. I meant to bet Figueroa by KO, uh, which was plus 900, or, or More Moreno by KO, rather. And I ended up getting Moreno winning in under two and a half. And it was absolutely incredible for me. But just the story alone, I mean, it's just one of the greatest stories to me in MMA history. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of. I would love to see them run it back, run it back for a third time. But then we also have Askar Askarov, who I think is an absolute stud Maybe. as well, right on the verge. Is that that division is is in good hands right now? And uh, yeah, it was one of those goosebumps moments, which to me does not happen too often in MMA. Yeah, it's it's not only the first for Brandon Moreno being the first Mexican champion. He's the first champion for Iridium Sports Agency, who we, we've talked to their guys before. And that's a big thing, too. He, he gives them their first champ. Going into this fight, there were so many stipulations. Figueredo was supposed to be – or he went to the hospital the night before. He took it on a month's notice. There were so many things that made you think that Figueredo was going to outperform Moreno this time. And DJ is my GOAT. I don't want anyone to touch his record. And I thought Figueredo possibly could make a run for it. You know, not 12, but – get close, maybe five or six, and just kind of run this division. And Moreno, really, he, the ultimate fighter is a thing. He was on it, and he, he came to play tonight. You come from it, – it's very humbling, the champion that Brandon Moreno is. And so I say Brandon Moreno greater than Canelo Alvarez right now. I'll say it. Well, especially in the state of boxing, where boxing is right now, I would uh, – tonight we had – we had YouTube versus TikTok. That is where boxing is currently. Yeah, exactly. Um, it holds more weight for me. Tonight, Just it felt so good to see Brandon Moreno get that belt. It felt really good. 
And what adversities has Canelo gone through compared to what Moreno has gone through? I mean, he, he fights guys that people know he's going to beat. He's minus 500 odds every single time, at least minus 500. So it's, and Brandon Moreno was the underdog tonight. Yeah. And, it's it's just one of those things. I think this division, there's so many good matchups, and the fights are going to be so close because I really think with with Cejudo gone, uh, it's just one of those things where there's just so many matchups now. A lot of guys are so close. I would love to see Garbrandt move down to 25 um, and fight fight them. This is so I threw the money on Moreno because Figueroa was the last man on the scale last night. And that is never a good sign um, when you have a hard time making weight, which he's had weight cut issues before. And I said it on the live stream. There's two things that have like guys that struggle to, to, to make weight. It's all about how you replenish the next day. And I really thought that Figueredo looked kind of depleted. I mean, when he got when he got dropped, it was a jab, a short jab that just dropped him. And it didn't I mean, it landed on the chin, but it wasn't anything anything like drastic it was just a quick little jab and he went down and it's like if that's dropping him something is wrong he looked he didn't look himself at all on the feet and i think that's why in round two you kind of saw him lay and pray for the second round and uh then you then you get you know round three moreno basically was like that's not gonna happen he took the back and almost had to choke the first time fights it and then gets it a second time and uh yeah, man, it's just just one of the best moments, and I think that they're going to run this back a third time. I think that I think that uh, that's the fight to make, really. And I don't know; some people might hate it. You know, you have a trilogy kind of trilogy like that, like it's back to back to back instead of you know a little bit of time. Uh, but I just think that's the fight that makes the most sense. I think Askar Askarov is like a win away from a belt. Um, but other and than that, like Wally, Wally Ismail is. He just annoys me, man. Like the way he tries to build up the fight and tries to like build Figueredo up. There was so much respect in that octagon tonight, and Wally Dismal tried to make it a bad blood type of thing. Like throughout the weigh-ins, the push, it seemed pretty forced. Like Wally was like, "Hey, man, you got to push him. You're the crybaby. You're not the assassin, baby." There was so much respect in that octagon tonight, and I know Davison doesn't speak great English, but. The way Walid goes about promoting his promoting Davison specifically, I think is just annoying, and I didn't I don't like that. And it, you saw him nowhere near his corner tonight. Nowhere yeah, near his corner. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is with the twenty five division, it's it's tough. That's why Mighty Mouse is no longer with the UFC. Is it's all the. Pr- it's all the promotions and and selling fights and you know unfortunately that's and they really didn't have to do that tonight because they weren't the headliner. That's I think that's what made it more cringy is Adesanya was going to sell those tickets anyway because it's Izzy, uh, but and Nate Diaz, uh, those two guys alone being on the card were going to sell the fights. So he didn't really have to do it, but that's that's what it is, man, and that's unfortunate for us fans that really just want to see the fights and martial arts is supposed to be a a respect. Uh, thing and there's always going to be bad, bl- real bad blood between people. But when it's forced like that, it is annoying, and I 100 yeah. agree. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, trying to build the name, sell more. You know, the more cringier, the more hated you are, the more you're going to sell. And it's it's true, and it's unfortunate. But that's the shit we got to deal with. Look at Kobe Covington. It's so known that Kobe Covington does not act like that around normal people. It's just a yeah. stick, and it's aggravating. But that's, that's what awesome. he has to do. 
that's on Colby. It's just Waleed makes us try to figure out Davison, and we we really just don't know what he's saying, you know. So yeah, Nico says uh, twenty twenty one in MMA has been the year of the feel good champions. You have Francis, Charles Oliveira, Brennan Moreno, and Rose Namajunas. Who will be next? Um, good point. Man, I don't know because there's really no like, there's really no other like big underdog cha- uh, contenders. I think right now, uh, we have to see what what other championship matchups we're getting. But I don't know. I mean, right now I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I would. I love the feel good stories though. You know, Francis obviously coming from nothing. Charles Oliveira coming from nothing. Brennan Moreno getting cut by the UFC. Rose Nami Yunus dealing what with what she's uh, had to deal with and coming back from it. I mean, it's been if you're an MMA fan, it has been just a great year already, and we're only in June, so um, it's going to be great. Year. was kind of feel good tonight because of they had like that guy that passed at their gym. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about it, but that was recent, so it was feel good. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And Brad Riddell oh, put man. on a. Um, Man gets rocked in round one, and Drew. B- both those guys are tough as hell, man. That that to me might be fight of the night. It's it'll be close between Moreno and Figueredo, but I think that Riddell and I think, in my opinion, Riddell and Dober was a better fight. Um, I think that Moreno deserves a performance bonus, but I think that Riddell and Dober both deserve the fight of the night. But Dober tough as hell, and Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell gets rocked in round one, and then rounds two and three really just puts it on drew dober and drew dober as tough as they come but that's two in a row for for mr dober yeah that was a good that was maybe the fight of the night i don't think we've gotten that yet from the ufc have we no i don't think we have yet either that's probably the fight of the night i mean leon and nate wasn't very competitive until the end so it was i think it was boring i didn't think it was really all that he didn't belong there with with let's let's talk about that fight so um I think I think we're all in agreement that probably going to be uh, Figueredo Moreno too. So there's really nothing else to uh, to talk about with that. But Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz and this fight, man, I almost think it does Leon worse. I think that this fight kind of hurts Leon because this is my thing. Like, you know, you're ranked three. You're fighting a guy who's not even ranked in Nate Diaz. Hasn't fought in what two years, and I, I'm not going to say we. I expected Leon to put him away. I'm not going to say that. But Leon, to me, was just so timid in this fight. And then at the end, you get rocked. You get rocked to the point if there was another 30 seconds, you might lose the fight. If you're getting rocked by Nate Diaz, what is going to happen when you fight Kamaru Usman? What is going to happen? Because Kamaru Usman hits... 10 times harder than Nate Diaz. Now, on the other hand, you can say Nate Diaz's chin is something that is un, like, unbelievable and would Usman be able to wear the shots that Leon gave him? I'm not saying Leon's performance was bad at all. I'm not trying to take anything away from Leon Edwards. He did what he had to do to win the fight. He is super strong. He was stronger than Diaz. He took him down at, at will. He, you know, he, he looked good. I just was hoping for a little bit more. In my opinion, I felt like he looked very timid tonight. And um, I don't know if it was the Diaz factor, but Diaz, once again, goes from getting his ass beat 
to somehow in the last two minutes laying it on uh, Leon Edwards and almost coming away with a win. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know if timid is is the word. I think he was too calm in there. I feel like Leon, he knew that Nate Diaz didn't belong in that octagon with him, and and he dominated the whole entire fight. And then in the fifth round, he should have just gone for the finish more. He should have gone for more of his technique instead of just laid back and let Nate, let Nate do whatever the whatever the hell he was doing because he was doing a lot of weird things in there. And I, I think Leon is at the top of the division. I think he does deserve a title shot. Maybe I would rather see him fight Colby Covington because I mean, say what you want. Usman beat Masvidal. We all expected him to beat Masvidal. Maybe not in the way that he did beat Masvidal, but you think of that division. I think some stuff has to be figured out before you get the title shot. And Leon didn't do enough tonight. He didn't do enough tonight. He won. We expected that. Nate Diaz, we're happy to have you. Anytime you want to be in the octagon, man, we're going to watch it. But no, it's. I, I said this. No one's job is safer than Nate Diaz. The dude could literally get his ass beat. If it was a 15 round fight, he'd get his ass beat for 14. But somehow he'd find out to win the 15th and save his job. It is just, it's remarkable. And listen, I said this before. I I do not hate Nate Diaz whatsoever. I I mean, who could, who could hate that man? Like it's just it's it's incredible. You take two years off. It doesn't look like he really does anything. Like I feel like he doesn't train. He just hangs out and then just shows up and fights. Like it's incredible what he's done. The amount of damage he's taken over his career and somehow just doesn't get finished. It's it's remarkable. And you know, I love watching him fight. And I agree with Nico. It is. You know, from a technical standpoint, Leon did what he had to do to win against a guy that is just awkward. Nate Diaz is awkward. Showboated the whole time, even while getting his ass beat. You got to love it. Um, he gets his ass beat better than anyone on the planet. Maybe not as good as Glover Teixeira. Okay. <laughs> he does it pretty well, though. Like, he, he just he does it well. Glover Teixeira gets knocked out and wins. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Nate Diaz doesn't get knocked out. No, you can't. You can't knock him out unless if you did, it would have been impressive. But I guess, yeah, I guess you I, just can't. For me, I was expecting Leon to like almost ragdoll him, and it just didn't seem like it happened. I was expecting him yeah. to just literally destroy. Like I thought that this was going to be the time that we saw Nate Diaz get finished, and it just didn't happen. I mean, there was just not like he wasn't really in danger at all. Minus the leg kicks seemed to be adding up, but sure. even those, he was fine. Like it just. So I mean, listen, I not. I'm, I was happy the way it ended the way it did because that means we're going to see more Nate Diaz. Probably not in another two years, but uh, we'll see more uh, Nate Diaz. And think, for Leon... Yeah, I think we'll see Nick Diaz before we see Nate Diaz. I agree. I think so, too. Um, but I, I, it's already been announced. It's going to be Colby against uh, Usman next. And then it, the, it's actually going to... I think Leon gets the winner of that fight. So it should all align perfect. Um, but then we go to Leon's uh, most recent foe, and that is that of oh, by the way, Nate Diaz probably going to fight Conor McGregor or someone like that next is going to be next for 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 Nate Diaz, which that trilogy is going to happen. It's going to happen, cool. if, and especially if if Conor loses, if Conor loses, it's one thousand percent happening. Yep, you're right, and uh, it's main event too. Yeah, it's main event. Yep. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's going to do. Yeah. They'll have to do it because it's one one. There's no way. There's no way either guy retires without the trilogy happening. In that <laughs> They're gonna have like a title fight under that, and it's yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it, it will. That's exactly what will happen. It'll probably be like 
Amanda Nunez versus someone, and then Conor McGregor and Nate, Nate. Diaz <laughs> for the main event. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, or they might make it three title fights or three fights, two title fights, and it'll be Valentina on one, Amanda Nunez on the other, and then that, and then that's how they'll sell it because it'll be two title fights, and then the main event is a non-title fight. That that is as gimmicky as the UFC will get. We won't get any more gimmicky than that. No oh. Logan Paul stuff, but or or David, like because I feel like they really don't want uh, Moreno, like the 125 belt being a main event on on a. We've saw the 125 belt. We've saw the 125 belt fought on a fight night. <laughs> we saw it up for grabs on a fight night. Yes. So I mean that that's the only other one that could happen. Other than that, no other no other belt is going to be on the line for that. But uh, I did want to get to to Edwards's most re- recent foe outside of Nate Diaz, and that was Bilal Muhammad. This fight was a buzzkill. Like it was just you go from the snapped arm by uh, by um. God, I'm losing his name already because it's Jamal. 900 degrees in here. Jamal Hill's arm snapped, uh, and then and then you go from that to this fight in which Damian Maya attempted 20 takedowns, and I think he landed one. He needs uh, he needs to retire. Uh, there's just yeah, he he can't listen. Bilal Muhammad didn't uh, he didn't do anything like it was boring. Like he didn't do shit. He just defended the takedown and landed a couple shots. For me, like it was almost more unimpressive from Bilal's standpoint because I feel like if you stuff that many takedowns and Damian Maya is tired, how the hell are you not landing more shots? Like it just you know you know I picked Bilal against Leon and so I think Bilal's very good. I think he's a really good fighter and I think he did exactly what he needed to do tonight. His record 19 and 3. I think Bilal's a very good fighter. He's a career 10 to 15 ranked guy. Yeah, He's I mean, never going to crack the top 10. I know that Damian Maya was done, so I knew that Bilal Muhammad, or I feel like I I, I should have known that Bilal Muhammad was going to dominate that fight. And he did really well defending the takedown. Did very well defending that. 100%, but that, that's the only thing he had to worry about. Damian Maya has pillow hands. He was not going to knock out he, he uh, Bilal Muhammad. One thing to worry about in that entire fight. Was was the takedown, and he defended it. I just thought he would land more. I was I was unimpressed by Bilal Muhammad. He'll probably move into the top ten now. He was twelve. Damian Maya was nine, so he'll probably move to ten or nine. Uh, but I think that that Bilal Muhammad has a really tough time with anyone inside the top ten outside of Damian Maya. Was the one guy that he could beat, and I mean, interesting fight to make. Whoever whoever he fights next, it's it's going to be an interesting fight in the one seventy division. Because he's going to get a guy higher than him, I feel like for sure. You don't. Oh, one hundred percent. Don't go back after that, especially at this point in his career. Uh, they have to start pushing him, see where he's at. And like I said, I think he's a career ten to fifteen ranked guy. I don't. I don't really see anything else in his future. I. I just for me, like if you're going out there against Damian Maya, like you better damn near like finish Damian Maya. Maybe not knock him out, but you need to land more than he did. And for me, I feel like he didn't do anything, and. Then he just he he talks too much. Like he felt like he he felt like he want he deserved a rematch against Leon, and he barely like he didn't do shit against Damian Maya. So how the hell do you expect to beat Leon if or if you can barely land anything on Damian Maya? I don't know. This fight for me was the boner killer of the night. Like you yeah, get excited from from the Paul Craig freaking 
performance and then this and then it's like okay this is awful and i feel like it set the tone it was pretty pretty anticlimactic 170's deep you could give the law a lot of names and they would be interesting names i don't you know, know there's definitely fights in the top 10 yeah <clears throat> but not, may not may not be stephen thompson or oh no, no, Luke no. Day, but uh, someone lower than that it'd be interesting fight Sure. I would have to. I would have to pull up the rankings. I don't know the rankings right now, and it's hot as hell. My brain's not going to work. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not out on Bilal. Like I like Bilal Muhammad. I think that he's a good fighter. I enjoy watching his fights when it's not against Damian Maya. To me, this is the thing: when you got a striker against someone like Damian Maya, who if they grab your neck, your neck's going to get ripped off, and you're going to get finished. They fight timid because even if you knock down someone like Damian Maya. You're not safe because if you go in for the kill, he can cinch something up and then the fight's over. So it's like it, normally when you get that striker who Bilal Muhammad doesn't have a ground game. So you have that striker, the pure striker like Bilal versus someone like Damian Maya who's so dangerous. It's one of those things where it just send, tends to be a boring fight. Kerry can't talk into the mic. He decides he wants to write in on the chat even though he's sitting right next to me. He tells me to suck it up. It's no worse than cutting weight for a fight. Fighters do it all the time. Yeah, guess what? I'm not a fighter. I'm fat and I'm hot, and it's really yeah. hot in here. Well, Damien's motivation was pretty strong tonight because he was going for the record of uh, welterweight wins, like 23. His motivation was very strong tonight. And so it sucks that we got robbed of Bilal versus Leon. That's the main thing I think it because that could have played out differently based off of what we saw tonight with Nate Diaz. It could have played out differently. Leon just gets too calm, too comfortable in there. Who knows what would happen? Give Bilal Nate Diaz. Yeah, sure. I feel like that wouldn't be too bad. Not too bad at all, no. Bilal's pretty strong. He's pretty cut. He's just smaller, I guess. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it won't happen, though, because Bilal is not a draw, so it's not going to happen. Nate Diaz is going to fight people who are who are draws that are big, you know, Conor McGregor is the perfect thing, especially if he loses. That is the perfect fight to make, and it will 100% happen. Yeah, or, Jorge, or Jorge Masvidal, too. we got a month to break that, that bad boy down. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. That, I, I, I don't feel any more confident in Conor this time around. I don't. I do. I do. Mm, we'll get into that down the road, but I don't. <laughs> uh, you ready to get into some segments? I think we already covered Paul Craig and Jamal Hill. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Here we go. We're going to get into your fired pink slips first. Here we go. All righty. Here we go. The pink slips of UFC 263. And I'll be honest, guys, I don't really have much. Um, there's one that really sticks out to me, um, but Josh, I will let you go first. You gonna let me go first? Yeah. Oh man, it's it's kind of hard tonight. It's not. It's not. One that sticks out is Matt Revella. You lose seven uh, seconds to a guy. I know your record's eight and three, but you lost seven seconds to a guy that fought last Friday. You're super chinny. You're not very exciting. It was your birthday yesterday, and you didn't have the motivation to win the fight the next day. That sounds terrible, but... Don't hate on the steamroller. That sounds terrible, but 
Yeah, I mean, my pink slip for sure is Matt Frivola. For sure, Matt Wow, you're hating I'm on the steamroller for Vola. And then maybe even McKinney for fucking up his knee after because that was <laughs> stupid. Like, oh, man. Super exciting. Super exciting fight. You get a bunch of decisions, then you get a seven-second fight. Matt Frivola. I don't know. Chase Hooper was an option, but he's so young. I'll give him time. Matt Frivola, you're done. You're done. Wow. No, I think Frivola gets one more. He had a he lost his last fight out, but put it on a decent performance. So uh, I, I think that he gets one more, but definitely not a good look uh, when you get dropped like that, especially by someone who took the fight on short notice. Uh, my you're fired is going to be two people. Actually, I have three people. Three. I have I have three. Uh, I have Carlos Felipe and Jake Collier. They both need to get cut. Carlos Felipe has won every fight in the UFC by split decision. I know. Every fight by split decision. He's terrible. He Get him out. Fight. Huh? He lost that fight tonight. Yeah, that's the thing. Every single fight that he wins by split decision, he actually lost, but somehow the judges say he wins. I don't understand it. And Jake Collier is not much better. He, I Listen, I think he trains at Dakota Bush, and I like Dakota Bush. He's been on our show. But I'm sorry, he's just not it. He's not at a heavyweight. And Jake, or and, and I mean, I would keep Jake Collier before I keep Carlos Felipe. Every yep. single win is a split decision, and he loses and somehow wins. I don't get it. It's the weirdest thing ever. So I'm cutting his ass. I I can't wait. I, he's probably the guy I hate the most in the entire UFC. Like I, I hate him. I cannot stand him. He sucks. Like he's terrible. Um, the only other person I would say is cut, but I don't, I don't want to do this, but it's gotta be Damian Maya. It's got like, he's, I don't know about cut. Like he needs to retire. I don't want to say you're fired. I almost want to convince him to retire. Uh, cause he, you know, he's such a OG, but dude, he's bad. Like he's done. He's done. Like he's not competing with that. He's done. Get him out of here. Get him out of town. I'm sorry. Like, don't, you don't have to fire him. Just convince this man to retire. Let him, you know, do something else. Be a trainer. I don't know what he's going to do, but like he needs to stop fighting 43 years old. Like he's, he's only seven years younger than my dad, which is pretty crazy. Like he just needs to hang it up and uh, you know, all great things come to an end. I say it to, to my own children, all great things come to an end. You gotta, you know, eventually got to hang it up. And he was number nine for how long, like he stayed in the top 10 for a long while in that division. But when you can't, when you're only, when your only strength is submissions and you can't get a guy smaller than you to the ground, that's a problem. Like he couldn't, he didn't, there was not one time where Bilal Muhammad almost went down. Like he just nothing. There was no, nothing from Damian Maya. Um, shout out to him for not like getting knocked out, but he needs to, he needs to go, uh, not fired, but he needs to retire. I thought you were going to say Alexis Davis. Uh, nah, I mean, who was, who was your third one? That was I had two. I had Felipe Collier, and then I had Damian Maya. Oh, okay, yeah, good one. No, nope. but oh, also I hate Lauren Murphy, so she can get fired too, even though yeah. she won. You're fired. You're, no sucks. one's yeah, no one's touching Chevchenko. That crew, no. that tonight. I was a little upset with JoJo Calderwood. I was hoping she'd do a little bit more. I thought she fought a little too timid tonight. Yeah, I mean, when you're coming off a win against what Jessica I, it's just yeah. it's. Lauren Murphy is better than Jessica I, so maybe not in the OnlyFans category, but in the fighting category, she's a little bit better, so it shows. It shows. Yes, definitely not in the OnlyFans category. Nope, but. nope, touching her. 
Not even with a 10 foot pole. All right, here we go with the sheath <laughs> underwear superlatives of the night. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the sheath superlatives of the night. Go do yourselves a favor. It is hot in here. It is hot outside. It is hot everywhere. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code coffee and KOs. Get 20% off your entire purchase. Your balls will thank you later. I promise they will be nice and compartmentalized. I always want to say this and I always mess it up. Uh, there's a perfect pouch for them to sit in and keep them cool and not stick to your legs. So go get yourself a pair promise you will thank us later so don't forget to sheath your dagger go to sheathunderwear.com use promo code coffee and ko's get 20 percent off your entire purchase here we go first category of the night is the jacked on caffeine performance of the night and i am going with terrence mckinney terrence mckinney oh, okay. gets my jacked on caffeine performance of the night you come out seven seconds man tied for the fourth fastest knockout in ufc history seven seconds Took the fight on a on short notice, fought last Friday, comes back, and steamrolls the steamroller. He derailed that train, knocked him out real quick. And uh, listen, the only thing that he did bad in that fight was mess up his knee. Hopefully, it was only a hyperextension, not anything torn, but probably torn. Uh, the thing is, though, he really didn't do anything. Like I thought he did like a backflip off the cage or something. He didn't really do anything stupid. His story sounds really cool. Um, coming from, you know, his mom was in gangs and everything. Comes from a really tough background. Made it out and, uh, you know, puts on a hell of a performance in his UFC debut. That's the way you make a statement. Um, from a betting standpoint, our old friend Aaron the Dog would say probably uh, be betting against McKinney next time because he'll probably come in a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, but no hell of a performance and uh, definitely one of the most electric uh finishes of the night yeah jacked on caffeine performance of the night the easy or not the easy pick one of the picks is moreno but i feel like he's the champion now he's gonna get the respect that he deserves so who i'm gonna pick is uh paul craig paul craig deserves all the credit tonight because jamal hill tweeted 20 minutes before the fight um we're, we're gonna be smoking that craig pack tonight and that is not true because he ended up with a dislocated elbow and Paul Craig moves up the ranking. He stole the hype of Jamal Hill and he's definitely a, a guy to be weary of at 205. So Paul Craig jacked on caffeine. You deserve it. That was impressive. That took me by surprise, if anything. So yeah, Paul Craig for sure. All righty. We're going to move to the espresso shot of the night. Who do you got? Terrence McKinney, it was an easy pick. The one-two combo right down the middle finished Matt Frivola in your UFC debut, and you literally fought seven days ago. I was super happy for Terrence McKinney tonight. I don't really necessarily know the guy. I've just kind of come around to him, and he's he's making himself known in the, in the UFC, the MMA realm. So Terrence McKinney, I can't wait to watch you fight next because – you you've been KOing everybody in the first in the first round, so uh, yeah, Jack or espresso shot of the night, 
Yeah, maybe Terrence we'll uh, maybe we'll be reaching out to Terrence McKinney to come on the MMA Stooges channel. Hit him up. Yeah, I love it. Um, so that was my espresso shot of the night too, but I'll switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna go Nate Diaz. I know he lost the fight, but the <laughs> shot that the shot that he had in round five. Do you see Leon's eyes after he he wore that shot? He, well, did, he, he was hit him with the slap and then the, the left, yeah right the slap there. and the left yeah that's that to me is is a clean shot clean one two and uh, Leon was out of it there for for a little bit it took him a while I don't know that he really came to to the the round was over um, Diaz loses the fight but that was probably the most significant shot of the whole entire fight really I mean okay. I know it's sound to say because sad to say because Leon put on a good performance but. That was probably the one of the biggest shots of the entire night. Uh, really, really good, um, you know, one-two from with the Stockton slap to the left, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to. It was originally Terrence McKinney. You stole it, which is totally okay. So I will go with Nate Diaz. I mean, Riddell and Dover were throwing bombs all fight. Yes, so. that's true. Yes, that's a that's a good one too. They were all night, and then even Collier and and uh, they were in a. Felipe. Carlos Felipe. They were throwing bombs all night, too. So those were shots. All right. Decaf performance of the night. Oh, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chase Hooper. Um, I'm going to go, go Chase Hooper. I just. Because a turd. I'm never impressed with Chase Hooper. And then. Human punching every, bag. Every time I watch him fight, I just get less impressed with him. And I thought his ground game would be a little bit better. Steven Peterson didn't make weight. That's on Steven Peterson. But Chase Hooper just – I don't see a future for this guy. I don't see a future for this guy. I don't know why he's young in the game, but I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't know why you keep throwing this guy against guys. You know, I don't know what he's doing out there. My decaf performance of the night. Man, I could choose a lot of people. I really could. I could choose. I could choose Felipe and Jake Collier again. Uh, I hate Carlos Felipe, <clears throat> but I'm gonna go. I'm honestly gonna go Bala Muhammad. I was so unimpressed. I was. I was. I don't care. I was so unimpressed by Bala Muhammad tonight. I really was. People are gonna hate it. I expected that from Damian Maya because he's 43 years old. It probably hurts to bend over. But Bala Muhammad, man, come on, dude! Like you're fighting someone who's 43 years old, yeah, and you, yeah. you, you literally couldn't. Like I feel like he didn't even really land anything. I just, I feel like he didn't do anything the entire fight. Against like that black belt, he had to just defend the whole fight. Had to. There's been people that have put away Damian Maya though, like Gilbert. Bala Muhammad just didn't do it and i just Bilal muhammad doesn't finish people um and it was just for me it was that fight just sucked <laughs> I, I hated everything about that fight from beginning to end oh man i feel like bruce buffer even wanted to take that one off it was an awful fight i was not i wasn't even looking forward to it at all and Jeez. it just reassured me that that fight was gonna suck right after it happened i was so pissed your decaf is belong <laughs> yep all right uh Nico had a good decaf. It's uh his decaf for the night goes to Al Gwyn. Gwynne. The referee, yes. That guy is the referee who allowed Jamal Hill's arm to turn into jello. This is what I don't get, and this is my last point before we shut this down. Why the hell on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year do we have some schmuck that we have never seen before refing? 
Why? Why? Why was why was Herb Dean not in there? Okay, Herb Dean was there today, but but why was what happened to Eve Levine? Where's he been? Where, where's Mark Smith? Where are they in this? Like, wh- why was this clown there? I've never seen this guy a day in my life. It looks like they picked him out of the crowd. I saw him before the fight, and I was sketched out. But I'll say the Stooges called for Mark Goddard, and Mark Goddard was there tonight. And and Jason Herzog, which shout out to Jason Herzog, had hip replacement surgery, and his movement tonight was pristine. He was moving better than, than Damian Maya. Without a doubt, like he was moving all over, way better than Damian Maya. That's a real ref right there. Yeah, so I was happy. I, I wanted Mark Goddard. He came back. Shout out to him with the interaction on Twitter. Good guy. Yeah. Um, and we wanted Jason Herzog, and he was back as well. It was great to see those guys back in the octagon. Hopefully less of Herbal Dean now and more of uh, more of Herzog and Mark Goddard. Mark, Definitely Mark two of the better. And Mark Smith, yes. My new goat. He's my new goat, Mark Smith. Mark Smith? I'm take yeah Herb Dean, I'm I'm going Mark Smith. He's my guy now. Do you think he's the number? He's the best ref in the I, in the he, UFC. I think he's the best ref. I do. I think Mark Smith is the best ref in the UFC. My he's- decaf performance of the night has been switched to Josh Byers. Josh Beasy. That is an awful take. It's either Mark Goddard or Jason Herzog. Mark Goddard's been. He's on a layoff, man. How, he's how back good? now. I, well, he's. Is, is he going to have ring rust? I got to see a little bit more from Mark Goddard before I reclaim him or if i ever claimed him the best ref the, the resume speaks for itself the guy literally has like zero fuck-ups mark him and smith, jason herzog he's a rising contender in the mark ref- smith let alan cruz get his ass beat for 15 minutes instead of stopping the fight hey man it is what it is sometimes in there he took that he took that herb dean training course don't stop the fight until the pulse is almost not there the best of both worlds, Mark Smith embraces that. Mark Goddard, he's a little too high on himself maybe sometimes, but I like the guy. I like that. All right, Mark Mark Goddard, number one or two. Jason Herzog, number one or two. Mark Smith, three. Okay. Mark Smith is three. Right. Herb Dean, I don't know, Mario Yamasaki isn't even last anymore. That other clown that ref today Top is last. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a loser. He needs to get cut from the UFC. He, oh, that should have been my pink slip. Yep, that guy. That guy. That, that guy. Guy that we don't ever want to talk about. We don't know his name. Get him out of here. He's terrible. He let Jamal Hill's arm just flap in the wind like nothing. Jamal. Jamal Hill's flapped. arm tapped before he tapped. It was flapping everywhere, and he didn't stop the fight. It was horrible. His his own arm was telling him to stop, and his brain was like no. He didn't tap. He just, I just, that was disgusting. He couldn't even, he couldn't even let his arm go. Like he, if he picked his arm up, it would have just folded the other way, like a hamburger bun. It doesn't make any sense to me is the way the human body works is just weird. I guess when you dislocate your, your elbow, your arm like has no support then. Cause that is the middle of your arm. So it just like, that's it. It just folds. Like it's, UFC, it's, when you put this on ESPN plus, Black out his face or just like scribble it out because I don't want to know his name. I don't want to know the referee's name. Erase it from the memories of the octagon or like the anything. I don't want to know this guy. This guy should be he should be uh banned with Mario Yamasaki. I heard Yamasaki's coming back. Flapping. Yeah. Get him out. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He needs to go. All right, man. Anything else for the good of the cause before we shut her down? No, good night. I'm ready for I'm ready for uh, July 10th. I'm ready for the next fight night's coming up. So 
it's gonna be who do we got who do we got next week god i don't know <laughs> this is too early to think about oh we got we got zombie versus Ige next week okay i'm down with the i'm down with zombie zombie's always entertaining and then Ige came off a fantastic performance so we'll see yeah. what's and they always surprise dana white loves to surprise us with many bangers on fight night so we're always in for a good stuff with with the ufc for sure so even if it's for you even if it's a fight night you gotta love it we need a we need a crowd back for fight night though i'm sick of this apex bullshit oh last last point arizona was the worst crowd of the three crowds so far florida number one houston number two and and arizona number three arizona aside from the pop for for uh izzy and diaz i just felt like the night was pretty shitty lots of booing too lots of booing like Let's respect the game here. Like I get it. We we don't like the wrestling and the decisions. We've got to respect the game. We cannot be sitting here and booing. You know, let's let that's gonna get us kicked right the fuck back out. We need to stay back in there and let's let's be respectful of the game. That is a strong take. You like that? I like that take. All right. Clip it. We'll put it on uh, on the gram. That's gonna do it, guys. Make sure you if you liked what you heard, hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. Also, thanks to all of you that tuned into the live stream. You guys need to be st- stop being so scared. Call the number 908-509-1466. Talk UFC with us. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back Monday. All right, Monday previewing Zombie versus Ige. Um, as we do every week, may have an interview this week at some point. I got some some fighters that I basically put on hold, so I'm trying to find some time. Yeah, I know we're big league now. Shouldn't do that. Bad look for us. Uh, but uh, stay tuned. We got Dawkus on the horizon. He'll be back here as well as uh, Ode Osborne, friends of the show. They will be back with us at some point whenever we find the time. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button. Follow us everywhere at the MMA Stooges. Make sure you go check out Sheath Underwear. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code Coffee and KOs. Josh says, let's go Phoenix Suns. And we will see all of you on Monday.